welcome to the Coaching Focus podcast. I'm Trayton Vance, CEO and founder of Coaching Focus. I've been coaching for over 25 years and I wanted to share that experience and those lessons learned with you. I will converse with fellow coaches, chief executive officers, senior leaders and HR professionals to bring you insight into how coaching's being used, the current thinking around coaching and new ideas that will hopefully ignite your thinking and help to facilitate coaching for a better tomorrow. So I'm joined today by Luke Fisher, Chief Executive Officer and founder of Mo, which is MO, short for Moment, which is an online toolkit for connecting and motivating teams in the new world of work. Most used by the NHS, William Hill, Over Energy, and many others. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of engagement in leadership. And this is a topic really close to my heart. So welcome, Luke. It's a real pleasure to connect today. And uh, I know this is going to be an interesting conversation on a number of levels. Yeah, thank you ever so much for having me. It's nice to return the favour. And it's somewhat daunting having the shoe on the other foot with um Last time I was asking you the questions and now you're asking me. <laughs> revenge, revenge is sweet, right? Yeah, you're a guest rather than a host. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm looking forward to it. So I think as we go through this conversation, there are going to be things that we absolutely agree on. And then I think there's going to be areas which I guess I'm just curious to understand your approach and having an online platform that does the great things that it does, how that really engages and motivates and doesn't replace leadership, but certainly facilitates and supports leaders within the workplace. And as we said, you know, in this new world of work. So should yeah. we start with something that I think we both agree with? And, and that is that there is a new world of work. Can we agree with that? 100%. Yeah, I think what work looks like today is very different on a whole host of different means from like, what does day to day look like, with or without a commute, where you go to, where you open your laptop lid? But yes, it is a very new world. Yeah. And I guess we can also agree that a new way of leading in this new world is is required. 100% required. Much of the data tells you that it isn't necessarily happening, mind. So it's a great report that you might want to link for your listeners, which was the Microsoft Work Trends report. It said that 70% of teams haven't actively discussed how they want to work and collaborate together since the pandemic so after that week that we fell into remote working at the time and now hybrid working in somewhat of a survival mode that people haven't really transitioned their ways of working yeah since then still and i think that word transition because we're sort of still in transition and not we haven't found that ideal way of operating that's sustainable that it increases engagement, motivation, all those good things that I know we agree on that are important to performance and an organisation and individual success. Yeah. So, and and we will share all these links. So just so our listeners know that we'll find that and uh, put that on there, as well as links to your your website, which just for listeners now it's mo dot work, and that's the website. Please go to that to have a look. Some great stuff on there and resources. It's interesting you talk about research and. One of the things that I found curious on your website when I did visit it was that, you know, you're, you're stating that it's it's never been harder to engage employees for obvious reasons, hybrid, technology, 
you know, that lack of collaboration maybe, or face-to-face, -face, as we say. And and the data was really alarming, actually, that you put there saying only 21% of employees are engaged in the workplace at the moment. 69% of employees would work harder if they felt more appreciated. And 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs, I guess, like the great resignation. So for me, that's what makes this conversation so fascinating is that and the importance of engagement within, you know, organisations and with leadership. So from your perspective, Luke, what, what do you mean by engagement? What do you really mean by that? I like to think about what people are really saying when they use these labels that often they've heard of no is a good thing. But the, the psychologist would define some of these things completely differently to how the business world does. Engagement is often about being in a state of flow in individual work. It's quite an individualistic kind of state. Often what people are really meaning is there's a positive team psychology, there's good morale, there's well-motivated people that have uh, a greater likelihood to change and adapt their ways of working. And they're all of the characteristics that I think unify people's expectations and sentiment around what they're really meaning by engagement so how do you create positive conditions in which people can thrive be at their best and then in turn they stay with you and they perform at their best i think that's what people are really looking to try and achieve yeah so it's not just leadership it's about creating an environment where as you well my language i think people can play their best game they can thrive they can grow they feel energized and they feel that they can bring their best self to that environment and play their best best game yeah and, and the reason that that's important is i think we are seeing a continued transition to an employee or candidates market in terms of the talent market and the dynamics between employer and employee well that's what that's meaning is the employee has greater levels of power and therefore it's much more equal than it ever was perhaps even biasing the employee so therefore, yeah. when you look at how do you lead in this modern world, you can't take a command and control. You turn up, you get paid. Now do your job, please. Thank you very much. You have to think about the exchange value of work and how employees are coming up and turning to work, turning up to work every day and what they're thinking the modern exchange value is, which often is a perception of impact. You need me to deliver, deliver certain outcomes in exchange for opportunity. And therefore, what does opportunity mean? The big challenge for leaders is it probably means different things to different people. And therefore, at the heart of it is how do you build good quality, meaningful relationships so that you get, you know, fair game and negotiation uh, and optimise for the win-win as much as you possibly can do. That often leads to, you know, good feeling on both sides rather than one winning and one losing. Yeah. So it's come more of a balanced relationship. And I guess that the power is it's shifted it's not so much sitting now with the employer but more with the employee and that balance has come more balanced yeah 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 100 percent. and what what it's leading to like the i often talk about like the leadership conundrum which is this balance between care and accountability or well-being and performance we talked before right about the the manager's job is prioritization task coordination and management and delivery of outcomes the leader's job is often one of inspiring and corralling the team to achieve and collaborate at their best what inspiring means and how you express care and how you put the interests of your people first sometimes 
uh, or in a balanced way is the is the struggle that everybody's looking to solve at the minute and i think it comes from a real pressure cooker that especially that middle management are feeling at the minute where organizations have shifted focus to one of efficiency which means they want to drive productivity and performance which means organizational demands are falling on the shoulders of senior leaders and managers but in particular that kind of middle management layer at the same time, they're getting pressure from the bottom up, which is this shift in employee expectations of what does work really mean? And what can I expect now? Because I used to be at home every day when we were during the pandemic. Now I'm being asked to go to work and I don't like that as often as I used to. I used to commute in every day, but now I don't like going in one day a week. So I think that's the dilemma. And nobody's got a silver bullet that answers all of those questions, which is putting a lot mm. of onus on managers and leaders to dictate the approach it's also creating quite a lot of challenge in organizational culture consistency in the employee experience for people because leaders are making individual calls that they believe to be best that aren't always the same yeah okay so what i'm hearing here is that adapting to the different circumstances the different needs is is a key part but you also said, which I'm curious about, is dictate the approach. Well, I'm curious to understand what you mean by leaders, managers need to dictate the approach. What, what do you mean by that? It's nested in what's the definition of leadership? Is it somebody that's willing to act first and drive new ways of working? Or is it somebody that holds a position in a hierarchy that means that they have authority and then in turn can tell? So often there's an opportunity which somebody does both. They're naturally the one that will drive new ways of doing things, and they also are blessed with authority. In those situations, they have the ability to shape new ways of working, new patterns that people visit the office, they communicate, they give feedback, they participate in meetings or not. All of those things are largely within the control of the person that runs the function team, whatever it might be. There is a big part in which employees want flexibility but they're also looking up for the answer and i think that's putting an obligation on leaders to define the new ways dictates probably the wrong word because they could facilitate you know it could be a highly collaborative way to shape the new ways that the team's going to work but in the absence of it the leader's job is to set the norms right so that's what i really mean i guess yeah okay so i so i get it so if if you're a leader you want to i guess i use the word guide create that direction that you want people to move in and when there's a new world which we're in now it's difficult because you're entering a new frontier you don't know what that's going to be but you're expecting leaders to take that first step or be the pioneer to move it forward to build that confidence and competence to create those behaviors that are going to work in the new world and continue to deliver on those those outcomes that the team or the organization's there to to deliver on and i guess it links back to at the same time giving that sort of authoritative approach, directive approach, but at the same time, that empathy and that love and that care that you spoke of before. So it's trying to do both of those things at the same time and and also yeah. keep everybody engaged and motivated who will have different needs, desires. You talked about, I think it was this sort of service value or value exchange that you spoke about. So again, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about what that exchange is because the motivation and engagement is a two-way thing, right? You need leaders to be able to lead effective to engage, but you're going to need, let's call them followers, to be motivated and engaged. And 
we all know that everybody wants different things. So again, there's this sort of diversity of needs and variation of requirements. And that's a real hard job for a leader, you know, with a lot of people to understand and, and to keep engaged all the time. Yes, it is true. The thing for me is organisations historically, what came with a command and control structure is also a policy mindset, which meant that everybody had the same outcome and answer. That often came from HR teams. The challenge with how work gets done today is it's so dynamic and therefore you have to be adaptable. And it's very rare that there's a one size fits all. So the the leader's task, in my mind, if they are to take a kind of human-centric approach, rely on the relationships, particularly in people-orientated businesses over kind of manufacturing or production or whatever it might be, but kind of people-led organizations, the leader has a lot of opportunity to personalize the experience people have, to shape the way in which teams work, that create a fit for the team, for performance, productivity, and outcomes but also for the people. And I think yeah. it's it's that battle that we're seeing happening in the organizations. Often the leader will know best if they're close to the people and, that, and they have the context, which requires a whole new set of skills for leaders. Gartner does a much better job than I do. They talk about human leadership is one of authenticity, empathy, and adaptability. And at the heart of that is listening to the needs of your people being genuine in who you are, what you're about, what you care about, and what the business needs are. So there's transparency. So people are making decisions based upon the same amount of information and then changing, you know, adaptability and flexibility doesn't mean what we often think it does. Like flexible work is not three days in the office and two days at home. Flexible work is a bunch of people that are adapting to circumstances to achieve the best result for both parties. And I, I think for me, it's just that balance in the employment relationship that the leader plays a really vital role in getting right. And yeah. you can see the good ones that do it well and the bad ones that do it really badly. I yeah, don't know if that's answered your question, though. No, I think it's great, answer. And I, I think pulling out the Gartner document research paper, which if we can, we'll put into the uh, bottom of the link for our listeners, which talks, as you quite right say, you know, being empathetic, agile and adaptive, you know, it's it's critical and authentic. And there's some real challenges for leaders to be able to do that and to keep everybody engaged and motivated at the same time, at the same levels. And I guess, you know, it's never going to be 100% across everything, but every intervention, every conversation, every moment using your your language that leaders have with individuals, and I guess individuals help with individuals. It's not just leaders doing that, but an intervention with a colleague might demotivate or disengage you because you just get frustrated or, you know, there's an annoyance or whatever. You know, So it's a, a yeah. whole system that needs to be you know, managed and led in, in that way. I, I agree. I think the thing I always value from coaching is it's always a quality conversation or majority of the time is a quality conversation. And I think at the heart of when we say moments, what we're really meaning is high quality interactions. So it's something that feels significant in the experience that you have, memorable, personalized, something that you attach emotive value to rather than just one of a transaction with people. So much of work these days is turn up to a Teams or Zoom call. You just get the job done. You optimize for tasks, get off, you get onto the next one, back to back to back. It's so, so often what I hear. And therefore, the quality interactions are missing. The moments yeah. that really stand out that make you feel like, ah, 
someone does still realize that I work in this organization or ah, someone actually took my opinion into account or ah, we were going to miss that deadline and people pulled together to make it happen. All of those things are points of significance that if you don't sometimes put a marker on, like they just go completely invisible. That impacts the strength of relationship and the emotional attachment that people carry to people because they don't carry it to the office. They don't carry it to, you know, their laptop or the work that they do It's often people led. And I think it's those things for me when I talk about moments that do make the world of difference. And I think anyone that's listening to this, if you reflect on when was the last for your team, for the people that you lead, when was the last time you had a really quality interaction that emotes some, it like was emotionally conscious that invokes some form of emotive response rather than can you get this done on a message on Teams or hey team, right today we're going to focus on cool, let's go. Like when did we think about the fact that we all want to care about the job that we do and we need to create a little bit of time, reflection and um, opportunity to create those moments. And, and the language I use around that, Luke, is that I think a lot of the time that we do rather than being. So yeah. we, we go about our work as a human doing, constantly doing, doing task, 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 da, 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 da. And we forget to be. And it's those yeah. moments of being that create that real human connectivity. Yeah, and allow yeah. us to it's collaborate and innovate in different ways. And then hopefully, again, another key moment for me is about celebrating the successes and the great work, because I think there's very few leaders or organizations that stop and pause, look back and say, look what great work we've done. It's about, yeah. right, here's the next mountain or task or KPI to, to hit. So I think it's important to have those moments too. I think that, look, there's no denying at the minute that leaders are overwhelmed though, right? Because the pressure yeah. point that we talked about earlier and the volume of tasks and so on. So I think it's at the heart of it is around um, how do you evolve your behaviours first as a leader so that you can create space for reflection. It doesn't have to be grand. Everybody thinks about, you know, transforming cultures and inspiring people and all of these things. Like most of this stuff just comes back down to like small marginal changes that you can make force yourself with 15 minutes in your diary to send a message of appreciation to someone in your team or, you know, craft an update when you're commuting home from the office, if that's what you're now doing, that just keeps people informed, you know, connected and engaged in their work and why it matters. Yeah. And, and I guess if those things aren't in place, then motivation engagement is, is lower than it could or should be. And, yeah. and from your experience, yeah. what's the what's the impact of that? I think these are obvious answers, but just interested for the research and the work you've done. You did. What's the impact of low engagement on performance and and business success? There's a couple of natural ones. One is people leave if they're not enjoying it. So we tend to make decisions emotionally and try and back them up with logic. If your morale is low, you're probably your general emotional sentiment is probably poor. And therefore, yeah. it doesn't take much for you to walk out the door and you'll be able to back it up with logic because you'll go to the next place and they're probably still offering you five or 10 grand more and it all feels fine. So there's one consideration, which is a retention issue. And you often find that there's real impact there. Engagement in the in the form that very often business leaders would understand it, that is a measure that there's a pulse, there's a survey that's run regularly that provides you with a kind of state of the employees. 
that's a good leading indicator to you might have yeah. you know if it's poor and it's important to them most of these will have a measurement of where you are and a measurement of the driver or how important it is to your people for those if it's showing that it's you know low scoring and it's a high driver there's a good chance you're going to see a wave of people leave soon it will show up in your exit interviews and then um, you've got all of the costs of um, acquiring new people i think on the productivity and performance side i think at the heart of it comes down to the choices that you want to make and the levels of discretionary effort that you want to exert so if you believe that your value exchange based upon your employment contract is a number of hours for a certain amount of salary and you know that within that window of time you've got to give just enough imagine the amount of latent value that exists within that organization if that is the general mindset of the mass population of employees flow that through it doesn't you don't even have to calculate it mathematically you know you can just imagine sure. the scale of effort that is going unutilized if that is the general mood there's another question though in there for me which is mood morale sentiment engagement levels whatever we want to call it your read on the state of the people that you lead i think it's part of the leadership challenges it will change and it will change regularly you know everyone has a bad day everyone has a good day i think it's a case of how do we build into our patterns of behavior and the way that we interact with our teams and the teams of our teams and so on where we do get that sanity check we have feedback loops in almost every area of our business operations that tell us often to the minute you know but probably to the day to the week to the month to the quarter to the year whether we are doing well and we're getting better i think part of the leadership challenge is if you're not keeping that scale and scope quite limited to your area because someone yeah. else centrally is trying to solve it for the whole organization but you keep it focused on your world and you fit keep your own house in order before you try and fix everybody else's the feedback loops and the opportunities are much much simpler because you can just ask people you can talk to people you can make time for you know how you're feeling about things at the moment which really enhances things like psychological safety yeah so what i'm hearing then is is control lead manage motivate engage the system that you can do and that's by having regular check-ins health checks just noticing that sort of environment uh, and culture i guess that's going on that that's a key thing that leaders can be doing and if if, if leaders don't do that organizations don't do that then they're going to lose people so there's a retention issue and they're not going to get that discretionary effort or that creativity that extra that people can get and there's a huge amount of um i guess latent effort and ideas that can come through that I'm sure has been loads, you know, every organization. So employee engagement is a key factor to, to help drive those. A hundred percent. You mentioned, you know, managing your own environment and doing those health checks and having regular check-ins. What are other things that you'd, you would uh, advise leaders to think about to increase engagement scores, get a better understanding about where their people are? It's a good question. I think that, again, these things don't have to be revolutionary. If you think of what's going to put you in a good mood rather than a bad one, it's probably a sense of progress. Does the team really know and acknowledge that they're moving forwards, that your contribution's making a difference? It's that people really know who you are as an individual and they care about what your, your interests are. It's more a case of how do you do those things? How do you build them into your routine, your ways of working? Products like ours can help. You know, we have a leadership assistant to do just these things. 
So, so what I'm hearing you saying is that there's some what I would call common sense things. Just check in with individuals, tell them that they're doing okay, tell them that the contribution they're making to organisations, that, that that you know there's opportunities for them to grow, and they you're seeing them grow. So all those things that I guess as all of us as human beings as people want want to hear and just know, and and as you say, checking in regularly and and getting into a routine of that becoming the norm rather than the exception yeah i think people often see leadership as a very grand task and and the reason i say that is that people are in a position where they often perceive that leaders do exceptional things when often it's it is those marginal improvements that people are are, are doing and making yeah. the the challenge is how do you how do you form new behaviors i think the other thing is people put leadership on a different pedestal to just being good in relationships you know like your relationship with your friends or your family or your husband wife or partner or whatever is probably largely the same yeah. but because the context is thrown into work all of a sudden we think we have to do things drastically differently because there's a work context associated to it so i think often my encouragement would be keep the conversation flowing generally which will allow you to lead empathetically understand the needs of your people and the task really is try and serve those needs well right if people need regular validation that they're doing the right thing provide them with recognition if people need to be left alone to get on with stuff just make sure you're checking in with them but don't micromanage them if somebody wants some flexibility so they could drop and pick their kids up allow them it but equally be clear what you need on them often the thing i find also is we lose a sense of boundaries and expectations on each other because of the dynamic nature of work, that often something happens, you get something in your head, but you haven't said it. And then you fall into the situation where you're carrying a new context that you haven't communicated that leads to an information bias that creates upset. And people hang on to those things for a surprisingly long amount of time. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the point you raised right at the beginning of the talk about what I call that tough love, where you need to set that direction, you need to keep those boundaries, you do need to hold people to account because that's your role, right? But yeah. at the same time, you need to empathise, you need to care, you, you need to, to, to love in a professional way and understand those people that you're asking to deliver on those outputs. And there's a balance. And I think there are very few leaders who get that balance really right yeah. and it is tough and i think the other thing we've got to remember is that leaders are also led by other leaders most of them if not all yeah so you know they're being asked to do a certain direction and they may not be getting the support that they need so that will show up and you know we're all human right we're all vulnerable yeah it's a network effect and it's constantly changing it's constantly evolving i think the principles of how do you create psychological safety? How do you feel in sync and connected to each other? How do you create a positive environment within the team will generally serve you well? Yeah, so. what I'm hearing from you is that it's not just a skill set, it's a mindset, right? It's getting into a routine, it's getting to a discipline, it's going to way that that's of course how we always do things. Sort of a an attitude and a way of working with your team itself and your own mindset to make that make that happen. I hear the term very, very often that doesn't seem to then land, which is it's a new world of work. We agreed right at the start. It's a new world of work. Yep. 
what I don't often then hear is this like internal reflection of, oh, so that means I need to lead in a new way. And that's part of the challenge is people have built very successful careers based upon a certain type of leadership. The context has quite significantly shifted and you need to look to you first to be aware of what's working, what's resonating and what's not. And therefore, where do we need to change? Yeah, and I, I, I wish you had more time because I think you're absolutely spot on with that comment that there's a new world of work, but we're trying to use old ways of leading in that new world. And um, going back to the point we made right at the beginning, we're in transition and organisations, leaders, individuals are trying to work out what that new way of work and also new way of leadership is. And systems like yours and the coaching that we do, I hope, are moving us in the right direction for that to be achieved. So listen, Luke, Luke time's got the better of us, unfortunately. And be, But before we go, I ask all my guests one question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah. And, and that question is very simple. Our purpose as Coaching Focus is coaching for a better tomorrow. So what does that mean for you, coaching for a better tomorrow, Luke? A better tomorrow, I guess it depends whose eyes you're looking at it through, a better world, a better bunch of people. Ultimately, I think the target is one of um, improved or enhanced leadership that can adapt to whatever's thrown at us tomorrow. Because the last question that you asked was around like adaptability and the world moving on. I think we are in a world where tomorrow is coming thicker, faster, and therefore the need to adapt is coming thicker and faster. And I think the rate of accelerated change in the world of business and the planet is happening at a faster rate than I think people have caught on to that they need to evolve their ways of working. Hopefully coaching can help make that happen at an accelerated speed. Yeah, perfect. And if I may just summarise that, it, you know, better leadership, but better organisations, better conversations, better society, better world, and therefore a better tomorrow. So, Luke, thank you so much. Real pleasure as ever. And uh, look forward, I'm sure, to to more conversations like this offline and and continue our conversation around engagement and the importance of it with leadership and human performance. So thank you. Thanks for having me. 